Welcome to Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie Podcast with Adam, Lee and Josie, your hosts, taking an analysis of some beloved movies, both blockbuster and lackluster. Grab a bowl of popcorn and see if their collective score and analysis matches your views. It's time for Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie Podcast. Hello and welcome to Two Guys, A Girl and A Movie Podcast, the podcast where, believe it or not, we look at movies, um, some better than others, and we uh, basically check our scores up against the scores of the general public on IMDb. My name is Adam. I'm Tracy. I'm Lee. And uh, today we've got an interesting one. We're going back to the 80s, 1986, in fact, and mm. we're doing Platoon, um, our first war movie. Yeah. It yeah. is our first war movie. It I didn't realise that. It certainly is. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, technically, it's, it's a me pick. Um, uh, where do we stand on war movies, Josie? Not my go-tos. Okay. Not my go-tos, but um, I watched this in high school and I've loved it since. Have you watched any other war movies? Yeah, just tr- trying to think of one on the top of my head. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, I've seen that. Okay. Have you seen um, uh, Band of Brothers? No, I haven't seen Dunkirk. It's or a TV show, Lee. No, but I know, but we're just talking yeah. about war stuff. You know, I've yeah. seen Band of Brothers. I know, um, th- thank God. Yeah. And it stands up, right? Yeah, it's really good. You, yeah. uh, to people listening, Lee harassed me about it for ages. I eventually get to things. Um, so not your preferred type. Have you seen yeah. any of the old sort of like classic war movies or anything? You've seen like Apocalypse Now? Nope. No? Deer Hunter. We were, talk, nope. we were talking about that no. before. Uh, we are talking strictly Vietnam movies. Uh, Lee. Good morning, Vietnam. Uh, I'd classify that as a war movie. Yeah. But no, I haven't. Or is it a movie with war in it? Oh, boy. Fuck off, Adam. Don't do this debate with <laughs> that me. Is, that is fair. <laughs> but it, anyway, uh, we're not talking about Good Morning Vietnam, which is a very good movie. Um, Lee, war movies, thoughts? Uh, look, I'm a massive fan of war movies. Uh, I've got lots of time for them. I'll watch them on a regular basis. Right, and I mean, same here. I, I grew up watching a lot of them. Yep. And I don't know if it's um, I, I won't go too heavy in it yet, but it might just be like the, the people I grew up around as well, which is why I did. Uh, but I've always enjoyed it. Like, it's not like something that I actively go towards all the time, or a new war movies out, and I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah. Like they've recently released that Napoleon movie, and yep. I, I can't really say I'm like jumping to go see it. Oh, look, I'll probably end up watching it. I don't think I'd uh, go and see it in the cinemas, but I think... I think kind of looks gonna, like they're glorifying yeah, it. Yeah, there's a lot of overhype I'm generally it. trying to think of other war movies I've seen, and I'm really <laughs> struggling. Braveheart? Star Wars? Yes, love Braveheart. Okay. Star Wars? Yeah, look. Oh, that's I'll, a no. I'll let it... <laughs> well, you haven't seen Star Wars? No. We ta- we've talked we, We've about established this. this several times. I've, I've watched Bits and Bobs when I did babysitting, and that's about it. That's really disappointing. Yeah, yeah, so. Lee, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Um, so Lee and I, before we started the pod, we were talking about strictly just Vietnam movie, because this obviously is set during the Vietnam War. Yeah. We were talking about the uh, the big Vietnam movies, and you were talking about the big three. And the big yep. three you were talking about was this, Apocalypse Now, and The Deer Hunter. Yep. Explain yourself. Well, there's also Full Metal, ja- Full Metal Jacket as well. I see them as the big three and not Deer Hunter. Look, I, I guess the reason why I'm talking about Deer Hunter, right, is just, it just got me in the mood for it. And obviously, it's got a stacked cast and it's a cracking movie. Mm. But it's won it's, a lot of awards too. You know, it's one of those things. It's one of those movies where obviously you you look at the the impact that war has afterwards, as opposed to actually the war scenes itself. Oh, massively, right? Pearl Harbor. <laughs> I have seen Pearl Harbor. 
You and know, I loved it. I haven't seen Pearl Harbor because it looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, when anybody actually talks about Pearl Harbor, all I can think of is Team America and that Pearl Harbor sucks. But oh, the Pearl so Harbor good. sucks. Oh. That song. They so really good. don't like. Um, oh no, never mind. He's not in it. <laughs> I was gonna say they really don't like Matt Damon, but Matt Damon's not in Pearl Harbor. No, he's not. But no. they they rip the shit into uh into um what's his name uh the guy that was what's his friend um Ben oh. Affleck. Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just more of the impact and the the PTSD that comes with you know what happens after. War, right? and I think that's the reason why it's such a harrowing film. Yeah, I watched that. Um, like I watched a lot of these war movies at, at a very young age. I specifically remember the Deer Hunter. Uh, you know when your your parents take you to a party that yeah. they're going to, and you just like sit in another room watching a movie. Uh, they had the Deer Hunter, so I was going, oh, okay, <laughs> watch the Deer Hunter. You should watch. You should watch Bambi first, right? <laughs> no, just no. Kind of like like I, I like the whole like Russian roulette just yeah. opened my mind. And yeah, I was yeah, kind of yeah. like, wow. And, and there's like, funnily enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, yeah. And I remember like going to my mates at school on Monday. I'm like, man, have you heard about this? game called Russian Roulette. <laughs> anyway, um, do you have a favourite Vietnam movie? No. Okay. No, it's too hard for me to pick, but they're, I mean, they're all good for different reasons, right? Okay. I'm, I'm a Full Metal Jacket guy. See, I mean, Full Metal Jacket loses points for me because the, the first part of the movie is phenomenal. First half. It's essentially it's right? almost like two different movies. Yeah, correct. And like, you know, the, hmm. that, that, the, basically when he's going through the drill... That 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 is that alone that that as a movie is fantastic. But when he actually gets into the fighting sequence and he's actually in Vietnam, it's okay. It's not that great. Well, it gets very dark as well. Yeah, but I guess the reason why it's so good, in my in my opinion, the reason why that that particular movie is so good is that 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 drill section and you know the you know they're talking about you know piles and you know the drill sergeant specifically on all. Ali Ermi is about as good as acting and performances get. Well, I think in. All of cinema in you, that movie. You could also you could also probably argue that he got pigeonholed into that particular role because he was a drill sergeant beforehand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, moving forward, like yeah, that 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 section of the movie is terrific, right? Mm. But then moving in afterwards, it's sort of like you said, it's a different movie. Yeah. Um, and it's almost you know it's almost comparing a different movie to the same movie kind of thing where it's they're they're, they're running at different paces, they and are. I think it loses points. Fair. And I mean, the end of like Apocalypse Now just goes way like crazy. Well, Apocalypse <laughs> Now loses points for me because it's too long. It's very long. It's, it's, yeah. But like, say, oh, um, uh, <laughs> the first half of Full Metal Jacket, I just think Trump's majority of things. It is so it is very, good. It is very, very good. You have no um, idea what we're talking about, do you? I zoned out about five minutes ago. Josie, watch like the first, uh, the first like 45 minutes of Full Metal Jacket. And I guarantee you will love it. Uh, the second half, probably not so. But anyway. Is he lying to me? No, 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 no. It's, it's it, is a, it is very good. It's it is basically, okay. uh, look, I'll explain later because we're not talking about that movie. We're talking about Platoon from 1986. Uh, Chris <laughs> Taylor, a, uh, a neophyte recruit in Vietnam, finds himself caught in a battle of wills between two sergeants, uh, one good and the other evil. Did you say a, neophyte? I did. What does that mean? I mean someone who's like new and sceptical oh, okay. and, and, and Thank unsure. Thank you so much for helping us um, A shrewd examination of the brutality of war and duality uh, of men in conflict. Um, yeah, 1986 it came out. Um, that's a synopsis. And uh, each person's relationship with the movie. Do you want to go first? Just before we get started, I'm really disappointed that I didn't. I gave him the wrong... I should have given him the wrong... You uh, should the have. Wrong, uh, you should have. Meme. That would have been, such that a great. been really funny. Oh, really absolute stitch up. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, anyway, what are we talking about? The relationship to the film. Yeah. Um, look, this, when did it come out? 86. Um, it came out the year I was born. Oh, so I'm you're pretty a platoon sure, baby. Yeah, I am a platoon baby. Uh, look, I watched it. Cute. I'm pretty sure I watched it um, as a VHS. Oh, yeah, um, and yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I would have stumbled upon this movie um, 
probably in my teens. I want to say in my teens because obviously, you know, it was an R-rated film and this was back in the day when you go into the video store, right? This wasn't something that mum and dad would overly be all that keen on hiring out for me. <laughs> so it's one of those ones that you sort of change the jackets for, right? <laughs> True. Speak for yourself. <laughs> What do you mean, speak for yourself? Um, I mean, my dad hired it out. We watched this when I was like nine. <laughs> and I mean, like, you will learn. And I mean, I'm not talking about the you know the the, the R-rated movies that's behind the red curtain kind of R-rated movies, but you know, but we're talking about Close it. Close to it. It was yeah. like on the border. I'm pretty the border sure my brother did that back in the day. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how did I get in here? Yeah, yeah. What? Oh, I guess while I'm here, I'll have a oh, quick look. Right, right. But I'm only here for the articles, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This isn't Benji the Hunted. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, God. There's definitely doggy style in it, though. Oh, stop it. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, so my relationship... <laughs> You've lost him. You've literally oh, lost him. So I've killed you, right? We haven't even started this pod yet. Um, you, you saw it when you were a teen. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I saw it as a teen. Uh, and look, you know, obviously, I think the impact for this movie is one of those movies that I don't watch regularly, but I have seen several times. Um, and I, I, I was saying to Josie the other day, we were talking about this movie, obviously, in the, in the lead up to the podcast. Um, and, I, and Josie was talking about watching it before she went to bed. And I, just as a recommendation, I said to her, don't do it. Because this movie fucked me up. It's heavy. Um, it's a hectic movie, right? There's so many connotations underneath this and there's so many things that have multiple meanings to it and th- so many things that make you stop and think about how much of an impact you know this you know how, how people change during war and so on and so forth um it, it yeah it did a solid job of really destroying me after i watched it and it's i think the impact of that is really big considering that i've seen it before so there's not a lot of you know the shock value for this to come through is really heavy Still considering there. i've already yeah considering i've already seen it and i was expecting it to come Yet it still happened. So, yeah, I just recommended that you don't watch it before you go, you yeah, went, before good, you go to bed. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, good recommendation Was it a good there. call? Um, very good call. Um, I don't think I probably would have slept if I did do it before bed. Yeah, it's a hectic um, movie. But it's such, such a good movie. But it's well. hectic for it's hectic in a good way and a bad way. And well, yeah. it's hectic for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it very, really pushes it's, those buttons it's, it's that almost like it's, needed. Yeah, it's almost like it's bittersweet mm. um, in the sense like it's good and it's bad for obviously for the same reasons. And, yeah, it's mental. It's, but it's good to show how horrible war yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, and I can understand why, like, one of my fun facts, and I don't really want to get into that too much, but one of my fun facts, I think, is obviously the US military didn't sanction this movie, right? Yeah. Um, and you can understand why. Oh, yeah, it's not a good depiction of... No, uh, not at all. Not it at all. definitely turned so many people away from yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, especially if there was a war, like, especially if there's a war on now, you watch Platoon, you're like, I don't want to get involved in that. Absolutely not. Peace, yeah. peace, peace, yeah. right? Let's let's go and pick up the fences. Um, so, yeah, look, I watched it as a kid. Um, it's what, like I was saying before, it's, I watched it as a, as, a, as a teenager, but the movie has grown on me as I have grown. Mm. Uh, and obviously watching it as an adult now, I have a different appreciation for the movie mm. as I would have when I was a kid. You know, it's heavier teenager. as you get older, I Yeah, find. I, I think, you know, obviously... Realism. As an, as an adult and, you know, thinking about it from, you know, an adult perspective, it does change your outlook on it completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, yeah, I just... The shock value of it is hectic. Josie? Um, I said it before, I watched it in high school. I'm assuming it must have been year 11 or 12 because it is, you know, pretty hectic. This is a hectic movie to dump on 16-year-olds. Yeah, and I I went to, you know, a religious high school, so I'm quite surprised that uh, they did it. But it's in the curriculum, so... We went there, but yeah, it's my a different time. Different time. Maybe, maybe, do it the, now. maybe, yeah, maybe it, the teacher at the time just got the wrong got the wrong jackets again. <laughs> must be the wrong watch, one. Meant to watch Benji the Hunter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, yeah, it must have been year eleven or twelve because of 
how crazy it is. Um, and it stuck with me ever since. Like we we watched a lot of films throughout high school, both for religious education and for literacy. Um, and yeah, this one has always been one that I, I remember being so um, engorged in it and, and just was so um, shocked by what it was and, and the feels that I got watching it for the first time. Um, that, yeah, even – I don't think I've watched it since, to be honest, but um, I, I remembered that I really loved it. And when um, Lee and I were talking about it uh, months ago about maybe doing it, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm keen. Um, and, yeah, it was again, it, it got me right in the feels in the, in the moments that they wanted it to. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think when I – because uh, Lee, Lee did sort of throw this one out there and I was kind of like, yeah, this is a good one to do, especially as our first war movie. Um, uh, I myself, like I said, um, I've said before, would stay at my dad's house every second weekend and um, we, we hide it out. I think I would have been maybe nine at the time. Uh, we used to watch a lot of war movies. We used to watch a lot of action movies. Like I'm a massive fan of Rambo. Got a tattoo of Rambo on my leg. I love a big shoot em up. But the thing is this being a war movie, it's a very different kind of war movie. Yeah, correct. Movie. I was just about to say like like you would classify Rambo as an action film, oh, not, completely. A, not a war film. But right? the thing okay. is as a nine-year-old, you're thinking, oh, cool, we're going to see bloody guns yeah, and all this stuff. Yeah. This, this movie's got a lot more emotion to it yeah. that when I was when I watched it for the first time, I didn't like it as much because it was a bit too over my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the other thing surrounding this is obviously being the age I am, like um, my father um, went over to train to get, get sent to Vietnam. He didn't end up getting sent over, but he did all the training and all that, and uh, did end up get, they didn't end up sending him over at, uh, at, at, the, at like the last part of it all. Uh, but a lot of his friends served in Vietnam. I had, I had friends in school whose fathers had uh, uh, fought in Vietnam. Yeah. We had a, we had My an, uncle went to Vietnam. Yeah, we had an English teacher in high school who was uh, not only a Vietnam vet, but I'm pretty sure he was SAS. So this guy was hard as fuck. <laughs> and I would open, like, I was fascinated with this man. He was a, actually a really good teacher too, but I'd always pick his brain and ask him stuff and he'd tell us all about it. And, like, the sort of no-frills, like, kind of fucked up shit that went on and, like, how the, the sort of, I guess, undisciplined amongst, like, the American soldiers and stuff. He was telling us stuff about that was really good. Uh, one of my, my closest mates uh, in the in the world, James, he uh, his father uh, was a Vietnam vet and I used to work with his dad before I met him. And uh, I would ask him a lot of questions. He, he would openly tell me a lot of stories about Vietnam. That, so there was a bit of a prevalence about that and having seen other war movies. But I, I really visited it as a teen uh, obviously having that English teacher and I thought a lot more of it but viewing it maybe I guess in my 20s and even now for this pod it's like hit these new levels like you were yeah. saying Lee it's a lot heavier as you get older and the, the weight of the situation and the realism especially the fact that Oliver Stone's a Vietnam vet yeah. um, like you know a lot of it's kind of uh, he's, he's put sort of his first hand stuff in it um, yeah I, I think this is just a tremendous movie and it's really well done and it, like I said it's, it captures this different side of it does it say anywhere how old Charlie Sheen's character is is meant to be? I'm assuming he's meant to be early twenties. Yeah, early twenties. Well, I mean, he just dropped out of college. So yeah, he's oh, true. Yeah, he's a yeah. neophyte. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And we have our categories, which are oh. all five of these categories. We score either a zero, a zero well point. Five, thank you, a zero, a zero point five, or a full one mark. It gets our score out of five at the end of it. The first is basic casting. Uh, does anyone want to take it, or should I? You can go. Go for all it. Right, big one for casting. And who's ooh, shocked? What, mate? This cast is something else. It is. Huge. This is tremendous. Let me start going down the line. We got uh, a few that I don't need to talk about their credits because they are very big names. Charlie Sheen's the lead. He is just incredible in this movie. He's mm. really good at it. He's it's probably so arguably up there with his best film, I reckon. I would dare yeah. I would say the I'll same. Go with that. Uh Tom Berenger is 
so good. I believe he got nominated for an Oscar in this. Yeah, it's the Ooh. only Oscar nom he uh, he's ever received. Yeah, and okay. right, he's he's awesome in this. And you know what? It's interesting actually because obviously going going in through Tom Berenger's list, right? Tom Berenger's actually done a lot of really big movies, but he went sideways and started doing a lot of B grade action movies, like Sniper. Yeah, that's terrible. But so. it did the action shot with so, the bullet coming out of the gun. That so was after this, did he kind of get pigeonholed to be that type? Because I, no, I, not, no really. not really. I know that um, I read somewhere that um, he used to always have be the the good character. The, yeah. And then with this, it got flipped. Him and Willem Dafoe got yeah, flipped. So, yeah. So, so I don't know if that is like helped them or no. No, no. I mean he reunited with um with Charlie Sheen and Major League and Major League Two. Okay. And Major both, League's great. They're both comedies. Yeah, okay. Have you seen Major League? No. Oh, I, very, I, I know good. exactly what it is, yeah, but yeah. I, I haven't seen uh, it. Well, you, as you mentioned, Willem Dafoe's in this. Yep. Uh, I love him in this. He's such a good actor. He's great in this, but he's, he's I mean... He's arguably great in everything. I was just going to say, is he When, not when is he him? not good? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Spider-Man, nails yeah. it. Oh, buddy, do not get me started. <laughs> uh, Keith David, I'm a huge Keith David fan. He was um, great. He is great. Uh, he's in The Thing, which is one of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, he's also in They Live, which is another John Carpenter movie, which he's very good in. It has like about a about a 20-minute fight with Roddy Piper in it. Uh, Forrest Whitaker's in this. Um, of course, uh, he won an Oscar for um, The Last King of Scotland. He's in Rogue One, which uh, is good if you like Star Wars everyone but Josie um, Black Panther you'd know him from mm-hmm. uh, the, cry, the Crying Game uh, Lee um, no, 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 no 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 Bloodsport I was waiting oh, yeah. for that yeah. I was yeah, waiting buddy. for it yeah of course um, with okay. his gigantic taser that he's got yeah, to carry yeah, around yeah 80s taser um, I'm not done yet we got Kevin Dillon in this one too Johnny Drama oh don't um, I was going to talk about it yeah he's also in The Doors he's in The Blob um, Josie's mate John C. McGinley mm-hmm. who is uh, just Derek Cox Dr. Cox. I mean, that's obviously, that's not on my list, but he obviously is in Point Break, which I love, Lee hates. It'll make it for a great pod one day. Absolutely love Point Break. It's um, a terrible film. You're a terrible film. Um, Seven, he's in. He's in The Belco Experiment. Um, obviously, Josie's favourite Scrubs. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris Peterson. You know that the blonde guy? Yep. Yeah, he's in Point Break. <laughs> the blonde guy. <laughs> he plays Bunker in Point Break. Okay. What is he? Was he the California dude? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah shuckers. Had to the shuckers. Uh, Tony Todd's in this. He only has a small part, but he's uh, in in the Candyman. He plays the Candyman, which is a movie I absolutely froth. He's in The Crow. Uh, he also voices Venom in the new Spider Man Two game, and uh, Johnny Depp also gets a look in as well. So this is a huge one for me. Huge. All right, Jobs, you can, you can slide and I'll just um, fill in the blanks. Well, yeah, Adam's Adam's done most of it. Um, Charlie Sheen loved him in Two and a Half Men and loved him in this as well. Uh, Willem Dafoe was uh, exceptional. Um, Keith David, um, we went and saw Super Pets and he actually voiced the, the dog, the do- uh, yeah. dog L. Yeah. Dog L. He, he does heaps of voice acting. Well, he has he, a great voice. He voiced Spawn back in the day of the yep. HBO animated Spawn show. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was in Armageddon. I'm so happy I get to bring up this movie because I was really devastated that I completely forgot to bring it up in our Die Hard episode because we were talking about when we think of Bruce Willis, what movies do we think of? And I was so devastated at myself that I did not bring up that movie because that is a great movie. Is so, it, would you say that's a great movie? It is. It is a classic. I mean, so it's a movie. thank you, Keith David, for letting me bring that up. Um, John C. McKinley, um, as I said, love him as Dr. Cox in Scrubs. I was shocked to see Johnny Depp because I did not remember him at all being in this movie. So when he like came on screen for you know that split second, I was like, 
is that Johnny Depp? Yeah, and I had he's to like really young. Too. I had to like look it up, and he like it, there's not a really a role for him. Like he does a bit above, you know, he he's an interpreter and things like that, but not a massive one for him. Um, yes, we talked about Kevin Dillon. I absolutely love Entourage. So to see him not be like Johnny Drama and be an absolute asshole. Oh, this such a prick. Broke me because I love Johnny Drama and him being an asshole just. Oh, so sad. Um, Forrest Whitaker, <laughs> I know that you guys have talked about all of the amazing things he's done, but you missed that he was the narrator in uh, the Katie Holmes movie, First Daughter. That's because he directed it. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We we did not bring it up. He's that's also in Good Morning Vietnam, which we spoke about earlier. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's fin- done a lot. And finally, I wrote down Mark Moses. He was the, is it Lieutenant? You know, the... Yeah, yeah. Um, he was in Desperate Housewives. He was the, the main husband of the lady that died. Yeah, right. Alice that died, he was um, Paul. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. That actually uh, strikes home for me because my wife's currently in the process of watching that, that show. That does not surprise me oh, at all. Well done, Mel. Proud of you. Uh, anyway, um, look, you guys have ticked off the big ones. Um, Keith David, I've got to make a special mention to you. You know he was the voice in, he was a voice in Princess and the Frog? Yes, he was the evil guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course he, he was. And, but you know what? It's interesting, actually. Voice. Keith David's done a lot of things, but the first thing that I think of when I think of Keith David is actually Requiem for a Dream. Oh. oh. And he actually doesn't have a massive part I thought you were going to say something about Mary. No, 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 no. no. Uh, it's, <laughs> yes. it's, it's Requiem for a Dream, but it's actually yeah, it, the, the, the role that he's got in that is so creepy and, oh, dude, so, and it's, it's, it's so it's out there. dark, man. Right? Yeah, that movie's um, that movie. Speaking of um, something about Mary, obviously you know that Kevin Dillon is obviously Matt Dillon's brother, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he was in – have you seen Poseidon? It's a terrible uh, – I know of it. Yeah, um, terrible that's the, ship that's movie. the first thing to come up on his IMDb. Yeah. I'm really surprised that Entourage is not his first. Okay. But Poseidon is. He'd, yeah. had, he'd had quite a career before Entourage hit, though. Yeah. You yeah. know, I've never seen Entourage. Oh, man. Okay. Um, Forrest Whitaker. You've got to get onto it. Big Harold. Um, the movies that I've got written down, funnily enough, are none of, none of the ones that you've mentioned. I listed a few. Black Panther. No, no, I, he I said Black, Black Panther. Panther. Okay, right. Yeah. Yuri. Battlefield Earth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Christ. And then keeping in, keeping in line with the John Travolta train, Phenomenon. Oh, man. Right? We watched that in school. Right? But the big one for me that I'm going to drop is Ghost Dog Way of the Samurai. That's a movie I've gone to watch so many times and never actually done. Bro, watch it. Is and it actually good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's basically a gangster. He's a, he's a, he's a black gangster that's all about the samurai. And he, he's, you know, he fucks people up, but in the code, he's got a code. It's actually quite good. Does he use guns or swords? Both. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so, tick. <laughs> uh, so John C. McGinley, you guys have mentioned Scrubs, Point Break. He's, How good is that guy? Oh, I thought you were going to say how good is Point Break. It's really not. Um, Point Break is. John C. McGinley is fantastic. He's a standout in this film. And it's funny, actually, because you sort of look at the how stacked this cast is and how good this cast is, right? You'd be hard-pressed to stand out in this cast, and John C. McGinley he does. does. He does. We'll touch on it later, but I think he has one of the best scenes in the movie. Okay. Uh, but I, I've actually put down um, The Rock, because I know him from The Rock as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, what about him? Yeah, he's in The Rock. So, funnily enough, so is, um, so is uh, uh, Tony Todd. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. going on to yeah. Tony Todd. Tony Todd is also in The Rock. Uh, he's in Smallville. So he's in. The, so I remember him from Smallville, Smallville. Specific, specifically, right? And it's weird because I've just seen Smallville, but he's the guy that makes the glass shutter because he's got the shutters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? And it's re- it's interesting because obviously that that spawned ten seasons, and it's obviously had so many people that come in and, and cameoed in it and done one but episode. But this one stands out for me. I, Tony Todd. Even stands I remember out. that one. Yeah, it stands yeah. out for me, right? Um, and the last thing is obviously, do you remember the? Crow? 
Do I remember the crow? Yeah, he was in the crow. Yeah, no, I've, I said that as oh, well. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, I, um, I was obsessed with the crow when I was a teen. You know, they're remaking was, it. Yeah, I've heard uh, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I'm here for it. The sequel sucks so bad, though. Well, let's oh. hope that he doesn't die in it. Oh, dude. Um, okay, so I've given it a one, which I hey, said. I've finished it. Oh, fuck, okay. Richard Edson. Oh, we're still going. Which one's he? Uh, he's the guy that ends up. So there's two guys. There's two guys that are, are going through the uh, the KP stuff, the the uh, the, in, the Intel stuff. Oh, yes. He's the guy with the big nose up. that ends up blowing. That ends up. He's not the yeah. one that's looking through it. He's the guy that's behind him. So he's in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Starsky and Hutch, the animal. But you might remember him as one of the dumb cousins from the Mario Brothers movie. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, wow. With yeah, Fisher Stevens. Anyway, yeah. um, I've also got Dale Dye in there as a tip to Dale Dye. He's the guy that plays the captain. Is that the big crazy guy? No, 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 no. no. So he's the guy that's telling, obviously, the lieutenant. He's always on the phone. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. he's been typecast. Dale Dye is actually a uh, – he's actually from the army, right? And he's actually gone on to do some – like he's done a lot of war films since then. He's always portrayed as someone in a leadership role in the American military. Mm. Um, and Modern Warfare, you know the series Modern Warfare, mm. um, have actually used him three times in one, two, and three. <laughs> him and his likeness wow. as a general. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you know how to do it well, yeah. I guess yeah. keep doing it. All right, so casting for me, I'm giving it a one. I yeah. gave it a one, two if I did not yeah, say that. Yeah, honestly, it'd be, I, it would be an injustice if, if you went anything less, I think. Yeah. Uh, Massive this cast. cast is just another fucking level. Um, basic plot and story, anyone want to... Kick it off. You can go. All right. Um, I gave it a 0.5. Um, I said there are many Vietnam movies or Vietnam War-related movies, and on paper the story is anything too, too different or stand out. Like, you know, the fresh the fresh fish joins the platoon, shit goes down, conflict with your comrades, um, but it's all the performances and the style that makes this one stand out. I feel like I might be copying it out a little bit, giving it a 0.5, but I'm going to stand by it. Um, I'm giving it a one just because I've written down here. I'm not sure it's if it's because I haven't watched many war movies mm. that it stands out for me or yeah. um, if it actually is a really good plot. But I'm going to give it a one because I I really feel their pain and suffering and, and what they're going through. Like how um, Oliver Stone has written it and directed it. You can just see the hardship that they go through and the, the story and the, um, the journey that um, Charlie Sheen and all of his comrades um, have to do. What about the villagers? Oh, don't. Don't even. Uh, Lee. Uh, I, I, I'm torn, right? It's, it's either, tough, man. It's 0.5 or a 1. And for the basic, for, for the actual, for the, uh, the subcategory that we're talking about, basic plot and story, it's been done before. Mm. Um, where if we, we're breaking it down to its nuts and bolts, it has been done before, but the way that it's been done has not been done before, if that makes sense. Um, so for basic plot and story, I'm going to give it a 0.5. Okay. Boom. All right. Um, up, up to three notable scenes, I say, but we always go along. Who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> YOLO. Uh, give, it a, give it a score and we'll go round the room. You know, with, with notable scenes, actually, I was, I, was, I was saying this before, notable scenes, for this particular movie, I found it really difficult to find quotable scenes, but I found notable oh. – like, it was really difficult for me to, to mark down, like, to pick notable scenes because there were so many of them. Yeah, okay, yeah, in that does, regard. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. Like, you know, it's not, a, it's not a movie that stands out by going, it's very quotable, yes. but there are, a lot of, there are a lot of memorable scenes in there. You go, man, that, that hit me hard, cool. right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to boot it off with um, Chris making the guy dance and then almost falling into his, like, the, oh. almost going insane. Yeah. Um, that's a hectic scene. That's, that's so fucked hectic. up, man. And that includes, obviously, Bunny actually going, going nuts at him, obviously, don't. with the shotgun as well, yeah, right? That, that whole village scene is just I, fucking it's bonkers. grim. Yeah, it's bonkers. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of mine is, 
the whole village part is just well, that's, that's one of yours. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's and oh, then like when you think it's over and he goes just, up, up the trail and they're like like almost about to have their way with someone. I was just like. I completely forgot about that. I was just kind of like, no, oh, see, that that is something I remember so well from when I watched it in in high school because I was just so shocked by what was actually happening and how young the girls were, and also his reaction as well. You know what? I think, but I think that the uh, that 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 rape scene actually, obviously, it's 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 obviously uh, glossed over a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's a really important scene for for Charlie's character because I think that was a big catalyst for him going. The other way, yeah, it's what yeah. differentiates him yeah. from some of the others, like the, the Kevin. Because you saw him go that way with, yeah, you yeah. know, shooting at the boy's feet, and then thankfully he comes back, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to being yeah. that human. Um, I've got uh, Charlie Sheen um, awake whilst the others are asleep when the enemies start coming in. That's and he's like, what and he's I've like, done too. He's like frozen. Yeah, like the intensity of that scene is just like fucking edge of your seat. Were you holding just your like, breath? Because yeah. I was. I was yeah. like, <laughs> and it's that. That silence, yeah, just like, and like he's just frozen and staring, and just like, oh Jesus, do something! Like, what do you do with that that moment? Because if you move, they'll see you, and you'll get shot. But if you don't do anything, then everyone, oh, but yeah. then you, you try and shoot everyone. It's like that. That also the fact of this being like a real life situation that I guess countless people have been through, mm-hmm. and then the fact that everyone blames him after the fact, even though it was a junior yeah. that fell asleep. Yeah, exactly. Or? And um, it's, it's interesting, obviously, his growth as well, right? Yeah. Because you know he was the, that that happened to him then, and then later on in the film in the final fight where he doesn't hesitate mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. just just go guys yeah it's a difference from uh sort of, i guess yeah where he's, where he's not a neophyte anymore yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's 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 less mm-hmm. neophytical um <laughs> what's your, you, what's your next one Fuck you, Adam. <laughs> what's your next one um uh, i've got um uh, the fight between elias and buns obviously look it's part of the the whole uh the whole village, village scene but that fight between elias and buns like one of the things about movies that i i, I think as far as when i'm judging a movie i've got to i've got to believe it um like i need to like i sort of look at it and go you know, is, is it believable is it not and it gets points for me or not relative to that and i believe the fight between elias and barnes and just the, the you felt that tension yeah the polar I, opposites I don't think anything in this movie is not believable no no, no but like yeah. you know you, you believe that there are going to be characters or people out there with those kind of beliefs and mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna clash even though they're on the same team yeah you know, it's it's just the fact that they believe in two different things, and they are so vastly different, but they're on the same team. is is obviously hectic. Well, I guess it's also the 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 the, uh, the nature of the Vietnam War in general. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's a very divisive like war, and um, you can you can tell that obviously, and it's part of it's part of Barnes's development uh, character development that you know he probably wasn't always like that, but he's been driven to this because he's just seen so much shit and done so much yeah, shit. Yeah, like, yeah. That 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 dynamic between those two is is very is, good. It's very good. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna probably steal the one that we all have, but Elias running and them in the chopper. No. Like yeah. Oh, it's like the scene from the front cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I wrote down there's a reason why it was the poster. Yeah. You know? it, well, it's an iconic scene that's been redone so many so, times. Oh, but I I remember Bard's shooting him. Yeah. But same. I don't remember that bit. Well, I do, but I don't. And like as they were f- um flying away, it came to me. And yeah, I was like, yeah. oh no. He's actually alive still, isn't he? And then, yeah, 
um, Sheen was like, there's Elias. And I went, no. <laughs> I always remember the photo on the front of that cover. Yeah. And obviously you only see the underside of his chin. So I forgot who it was. Yeah. I, I was like, is it so Charlie long. Sheen or is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. then I remembered and I was like, no, it's it's like Titanic. I always hope that it would change and it'll be different. <laughs> well, what, where Kate Winslet moves, moves over and Yes. <laughs> I'm like, get off the door. Or like, hey, Leo, the door. You, take, you take this spot in this Whereas aisle, I was this like, door. bring the chopper down or like do something. Like, come on. See, I went the opposite to Lee. I went Barnes and Charlotte. Well, I, I wrote Sheen versus Berenger. Yeah, okay. When they were all, like, talking shit, like, oh, we got to kill him. The guy's a psycho, right? Is this yeah. in the, uh, like, in, in the back bunker? Back in, back in, yeah, back yeah, in the back. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, he's he's just been listening to him the whole time. And Berenger just chewing up the scenery, walking around, just talking yeah. down. like Being what, like, kill me, come there's, on, there's go. There's probably, like, what, maybe six or seven of them yeah, there? Yeah, six. And he's he just says, like, he's like, who's going to do it? And it's just, like... Cocky you want to talk like shit. big dick energy? Like, yeah, BDD. <laughs> that is like BDE right monster there. cock energy right there. Yeah, yeah. Just like, come on, who's going to do it? Yeah, it, six this, to one. The scene crawls and just builds to amazing tension. And then it hits a point where he's literally got Charlie Sheen, like could kill him. And he just like does a little cut in his face. Like, you know, I had you. And there's a little reminder. Like, mm-hmm. just, and then the parting line, which I've got in my notable quotes, Um, just that scene's just fantastic you know what even even obviously and if you're listening to this and there's spoiler alerts right even when charlie sheen does end up shooting him it's it's almost like it's uh like, like for me it, it almost feels like it, it it's not worth it yeah it's not yeah. it's not like a massive victory yeah it's not it's just kind of, like it's kind of sad because he's still like just do it yeah you know, do it i dare you type of thing and it's not dramatic like like elias's death is very dramatic yeah yeah, oh. yeah. it's just kind of like and I, th- I think it's sort of anticlimactic i think but i think oliver stone did that for a reason right because yeah. obviously they've just gone through this massive shit fight that mm. fucking um, in battle man yeah just gone through this massive shit fight and then obviously right at the end there's like five people alive but one of those people just happened to be barnes yeah and charlie sheen's just going to kill him all right we killed him move on move on. let's let's get on with let's it let's go yeah, I um, you know, I'm going to piggyback that. Uh, I've got the final ambush. Yeah, um, I've got the final fight scene. Yeah, that is just in insane, and I forgot how large a scale it is. Yeah, I can't, can you imagine trying to like coordinate that as a, yeah. in a filming context? Yeah. Jesus, and just them like dumping the bodies like into the pit. Oh, like after the after yeah. the battle. Oh, fuck, it's horrid. Yeah, um, but the the whole battle scene, like as soon as it starts all going down, um. It's just wild, um, but I, and I'm I'm gonna cheat here. Um, <laughs> here we go. It. No, no, I'm gonna add on to this final ambush. I think honestly, one of the best, most hard hitting scenes of the movie is John C. McGinley before the battle asking if he can take a couple of days off and go to Hawaii, yeah, and yeah. he starts like cracking yeah. and being like, "I got a real bad feeling about this, man. Just let me go." But I'm like, he starts. That fucking scene, man. And then just, at the end, when they're like, "You're yes. you're 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 stuck here. You're now." Yeah, he's like, "How you feeling?" He's like, "I'm doing just great." He's like, "Oh, good. You're you're the new sergeant." But it's whatever. interesting actually because he actually says that we need obviously seasoned soldiers to stick around, right? And then obviously when shit's going down, he just covers himself with a with a dead body. Yep. Yeah. Yep, saves himself. Yep. Which you, you can't blame him, right? No, 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 um, no. But like his performance in sort of essentially begging for his life in that scene yep. is mm-hmm. uh was uh, I guess uh, a highlight in. A kind of backwards, horrid way. Yeah. Uh, any other scenes, anyone? Uh, yeah, Barnes taking over the command and then showing how weak the lieutenant is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lieutenant yeah. Uh, is Obviously, weak. the lieutenant obviously just goes, you know, I need to make the final call. But, like, no one actually gives a fuck about it because they know that they he's... They know Barnes is yeah, number yeah. one. Yeah, Barnes is the guy making the decisions. Um, it's just a really powerful scene, right? And, yeah. it, you know, it obviously shows the power struggle because you know who's actually in, in control of what's going on. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've got one for notable scenes. Uh, I've got one more. 
Okay, you go uh, for it. Well, it's not really – so I've written this down. It's not really a scene per se, but I love the, the uh, how Charlie's letters get more and more impersonal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as yeah. they go, as back. they go along, right? Like it's obviously a thing, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously the the more the longer he's there for the the more impersonal the letters get, uh, and he's not addressing his grandparents anymore. He doesn't even talk about his parents anymore. Yeah. By the um, end of it, he's like, "Are you writing to anyone?" He's like, yeah, "Nope." Yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, you know, it's obviously it's a very powerful thing because you know it's, I think the reason why that is because there's, there's almost like nothing to say. Mm. You know, how do you put this into words? Yeah. So bad. So bad. Yeah. Um, uh, what'd you score all of the notable scenes? Uh, notable scenes gets a one for me. Yeah, one for me. If I could give it more, I'd give it more. Yeah, but that's what, that's what I was saying before. Like the notable scenes, it's hard to pick which ones to put down. Oh, it's, it's, the yeah. whole movie's basically solid, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, for for quotes, I'm going to struggle. Um, yeah, I gave it a one as well. Okay. Um, appeal. Um, I'll go. I sadly gave it a zero because, as I've said throughout this whole pod, uh. War movies are just are not my jam. I think if I didn't see it in um, my English class, I probably never would have seen it. Um, and then, as as I said, since then I haven't watched it in the uh, you know over ten years since I've last watched it. The only reason I watched it again was for this pod. Even though I, whenever I watched it, I do love the movie. Yeah. I just never have that inkling yeah. to watch it. It's very rewatchable because it's a good movie, but it's also not rewatchable because it's so heavy. Well, it's one yeah. of those movies you could probably watch every five years or so. Yeah. I'd, well, I'd pay that. It's not something that it's you not find an you, annual. Yeah, you know, you find yourself. Oh, look, it's Christmas. Let's go, let's go and watch it, kind <laughs> of thing. It's, it's, it's part of Chris. It's part of Josie's thirty day Christmas. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I've gone appeal. I've gone a point five. I've said I do love a good war movie, especially one that's well done, and this is. Um, I'm like, but I didn't rush to it, uh, even though I did know it as a kid. And uh, I think if the the equivalent came out today, I'd probably wait for streaming. I said, but it's incredibly well done. But I've got to go a zero point five just for the fact that, like we just said as well, like it's um it's a different kind of good. You know what I mean? Do like you- Full Metal Jacket came out a year later in nineteen eighty seven, and the reason why I said that I watched that movie so much and I love it is because it's more entertaining in regards to like that first stretch of the movie, which I know you haven't seen, Jade Joe. It's this uh this drill sergeant is just basically berating people for like nearly an hour, mm-hmm. and even though the stuff he says is so horrible, I find it hilarious. Um, <laughs> That's part of the reason why he finds it hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's fucked up, Brutal. but like it's it's very dark humor in a way. Oh, yeah. But it's 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 so captivating whereas i think there's there's a heaviness as well to this that just kind of like it's a little sort of like mm, uh yeah it, it can be a <laughs> not fun you probably don't want to watch this if you're not feeling a very strong state of mind i'd say yeah. so point five or, or watch it before you go to bed or watch oh it yeah. You go to bed. yeah no no bed watching um look for me uh the appeal is um I, I love a good war movie i'm going to echo basically everything that you said i love a good war movie um and i love a movie that makes you think um, and in, a movie that has an impact on you after the film, after you've watched it, is a movie that stays with you, and this yeah. movie stays with you for a while. Uh, it's part of the reason why I think it's one of those movies that you could find yourself rewatching every five years or so because yeah. you know you get a refresher. And I think it's one of those movies that if you do watch it every five years or so, you'll have a different appreciation for it every time. You'll pick different things up from it. Ooh, uh, yeah. Obviously, you get the underlying tone and the underlying messages, but there'll be different things that you pick up along the way mm-hmm. uh, from rewatches. Uh, but from the appeal, I'm giving it a one. Yeah, fair. It's a that solid. Makes sense. It's solid. Yep. And the final is the ending, the final, the climax. Did they stick the landing? Uh, any takers? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll go. Um, yeah, look, I, I gave the ending a one again. Um, the reason why I'm giving it a one is mainly because, you know, that, that, fi- that final fight scene is absolutely hectic. Um, obviously, the fact that 
uh, Charlie Sheen's character makes it through uh, because you don't know whether or not he will. Um, mm. And yeah, it was it was obvious that Oliver Stone was obviously pretty keen on just killing everybody off. Um, oh, yeah, but you know, I mean, like. Yeah, if if he died at the end, you almost wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, right? yeah, like, like if it happened, it happened, and that's it's, just it's the a way war it is. movie. Like it's very possible. Yeah, correct. Um, and but you know, it's obviously good that Charlie Sheen character made it through. Um, but it, it was a fitting ending to the movie. Um, very much so. Uh, and you know, it's interesting because I'm I'm also classifying the ending as the final fight scene. But then obviously the see, um, I wouldn't see. So, you no, know, well, I'm classifying as the final fight scene and the aftermath okay. because the aftermath is an impact well it has impact from the final fight scene right okay. um, so yeah for, uh, for me I'm giving it a full I'm giving it a full one mm-hmm. um, does it stick the landing absolutely because the final fight scene was absolutely amazing oh, yeah. uh, but then the impact of obviously you know Tom uh, Berenger's character dying um, and then you know as you said before you know things little little things like bodies being dragged into a pit um, yeah. you know this is th- th- this is stuff that actually happened oh yeah um, but you know it's like I was saying before about the US government obviously not uh, the US military not sanctioning this movie you get why because it just it just turns around and says nah this is war's not good man yeah and it isn't um so i'm flipping on mine um as i sometimes do <laughs> uh i put for the ending in the finale i put a 0.5 but i'm going to full one um i don't know why i put a 0.5 i'm an idiot um <laughs> it's uh it's it's a great ending well, if, great- it, if it helps i'm i'm I was torn between a 0.5 and a 1. Yeah, like, so my whole thing was kind of like, it's well done, it's impactful, but it's kind of expected. But when, like what Lee was just sort of saying as well, I, I would class the ending, I guess, uh, like post-ambush, although the ambush is probably a big part of the grand finale. I mean, like the avenging of, of Alice by by taking out Barnes and that, they managed to survive the ambush, but like so many people get fucking killed. The fact that... um. Obviously, the uh, Charlie Sheen character is injured, so he gets out. What um, is he injured with? Because he seems not... He got shot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just yeah. clipped, though. Uh, yeah, because he doesn't seem too bad. Is it a, a shoulder or a torso or something? I think like, it's a shoulder. I can't remember. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it, wasn't, it was, like, superficial, though. Wasn't oh, it? It that wasn't reminds it. me. I do like that Francis, like, injured himself. Stabbed himself so yeah. he yeah. could, just to get the fuck go. out. Yeah. And, it, and it is actually... It's really interesting, actually, that Keith David actually managed to leave before I, everything. I was expecting... Yeah. The, like, that's really powerful. I was expecting yeah. the chopper to blow up or something. I don't know where <laughs> I, that came from, but I was, like... Because they made such a big deal about him leaving... That's modern cliches. Yeah, and it's such, like, a, you know, down a movie I was expecting him to be like see you later and then she's like yeah that's legitimately what they did with um the uh uh the the colonel from um uh the colonel from mash in the first season oh see there you go yeah um yes I wrote you know he gets away on injury Uh, I I like the the guy stabs himself in the leg just to get the fuck out of there Mm. um the heartbreak of McGinley getting promoted um is just like so harsh but um another reason why I think I'm gonna gonna go a one is that like amongst all this stuff and the horrid scenes of the aftermath and trying to bring in new people and all that is like there's this really sad somber realization that this was just one night yeah yeah, yeah. And, like this and is fu- this is not even close to over and not only that but it probably had absolutely zero impact in the totals grand, yeah. grand scheme yeah of not at all uh, what year was that that the last part of this movie uh 68 i think yeah. so they had five more yeah, like years it was, it was still like it wasn't even it was close still five to more over, years of war. But this was like just just but, like another fucking but night. also it's just the beginning of his like trauma as oh, well. Yeah. Like yeah, he might yeah, be leaving, yeah. as he said, he might be leaving the war, but like this is now going to be stuck with him yeah. for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to full one. Good man. Um, yeah. So I originally put a, a point five um, because um, I preferred the climax of Elias 
dying. I thought that was like the peak of the movie. Okay. I don't know why, like I kind of, I understand why they put it there because then, you know, the platoon got together and was like, yeah, but I think arc. it would have been a also awesome at, at the end as well. So that's why I was a bit like mm, 0.5. But once we like started to talk about it and all of the things that do happen um, that you boys have already talked about, it's like, oh, they did, they did nail it, didn't they? Um, they really did. But yeah, my the climatic bit for me was Elias dying. So are you keeping your 0.5? No, no, no. I've changed it to a one. You're going to take, you're going to leave Just it flipping. One? I didn't flip because I'd <laughs> changed, changed? I'd changed it before the pod. Oh, Okay. It's like, you, it's like you don't okay. even know, Adam. I, I guess I Get don't. with it. It's almost like I'm a neophyte. <laughs> um, such right, a neophyte. So, so that is the uh, five categories. We now move on to little fun bits and extras. Uh, we got notable quotes. You said you were struggling with this one, Lee? Yeah, um, I, I, I struggle with the quotes. So I've got uh, the, the quotes that I've got in, or the quote that I've got in there is the, somebody once wrote, hell is the impossibility of reason. I have that as well. That's, that's a very, very good quote. It's obviously very famous as well, right? Yes. Um, but as a sidebar, I'm not going to go through the whole quote because it's very, very long. Um, but as a sidebar to it, one of the reasons why I like it so much is because he spoofs himself in it in Hot Shots 2. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the fact that he spoofs himself in it when, when he actually does it and he's sitting on the boat and he starts writing and he actually specifically states, somebody once wrote, hell is the impossibility of reason. That's what this place feels like. Hell. Uh, he, word for word, it's verbatim. Hot Shots yeah. 2 is so um, good. <laughs> but, but what I love is obviously as an addition to that, right, is that he's obviously got the voiceover and he's writing it down and then all of a sudden you hear Charlie Sheen's voice take over and it's his direct quote from Apocalypse Now where he's talking about the dossier of this guy like you can't believe he's handed me this dossier and then they look at each other and said I loved you in Wall Street it's just such a subtle nod to Oliver Stone <laughs> I love it uh, Josie <laughs> um, I had that one as well because oh, yeah. it's it's a very well known quote but I also had um, excuses are like assholes. everyone's got them yeah that's, uh, a, yeah. Yeah. that's a good one uh, I got feeling good's good enough Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that yeah, scene. That's a good one. It's a bit cheesy, isn't it? Nah, not at all. Okay. They're like smoking weed, getting a bit of escape. Speaking of cheesy, the other one that I had was, all right, cheese dicks, welcome to Nam. follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Lee? Yeah, no, I'm done. Oh, okay. I got uh, death. What do you know about death? Yeah. Uh, great line. Also uh, at Barnes. the end of, oh, what's the song? Shit, there's a Children of Bottom song. Um, you know what, actually? The, the shock that I had was that this movie went through the entire thing as a Vietnam a Vietnam War-based movie and there wasn't any CCR in it. Mm. <laughs> I feel that became a later cliche. Yeah. yeah. Um, so i got Death. What do you know about Death? You got any others? No, uh, they, were, they were my three. I oh. think a really good quote in this movie is Elias uh, being like, I love this place at night. The stars. There's oh, no the right star. or wrong in them. That, that's, a good, that's a good like scene as yeah. well. Yeah. That's yeah. a night. That's a nice moment I, between I like them. Um, there's a lot of racism in this movie. I mean, oh boy, yes, but it's a war and movie, and war movies tend to have a lot of. But that. not not yeah. only that, but every single name that you could come up yep. with, uh, with reference, or every single derogatory name that you can find to call an Asian person, it's in there. Oh, oh yeah, there's also just as much about each other. You know what I mean? Yep. Because well, like they don't just like say racial things about yeah. the people they're against. Jesus says something about white justice and things like that. Just things about like the like everyone cops it. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I guess it's like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not excusing it because it's, it's horrible stuff that gets said, Ooh, yeah. but like um, you can imagine that's how people would have talked. Yeah. 
And uh, I think, yeah, it's uh, the the dialogue in this movie is very well written, though. Well, like, yeah, I, I think not one just of the, talk, aside from the racism, like it's. I think we were talking about this before about obviously the impact that this movie has, and this movie obviously came out in what do we say eighty six, eighty six, right? man. Yeah, um, you know, so this movie is thirty seven years old, or mm. yeah, thirty thirty seven years old. Yeah, 37 years – Jesus, 37 years old. Wow. Um, but the, more importantly, the, the big thing about this is, is that it stands up now. Yeah, man. You know, a large portion of this – obviously, you take a look at movies that were done sort of in 86 and they don't hold up all that well. Okay. Uh, you know, the times have changed. Some and, better than others. Yeah, right. And this this movie – in its like, I mean, some of the dialogue probably you would argue doesn't hold up as well and there's a lot of political correctness now. Um, you could not call people that anymore. See, I think you could in the context of a war movie. Maybe, yeah, but even so, it's still like, oh. I mean, it's not cool, but neither is what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, uh, I just it, it's just phenomenal that it stands up now, and the message behind it is obviously incredibly strong still. Well, I also think a lot of a lot of war movies now suffer of, like, style over substance, where, yep. like, their action sequences will look like the greatest thing you've ever seen, but the substance of the movie will just be kind of like, yeah. Well, that's interesting, actually, because you, so, you can talk about Saving Private Ryan as a really good example of that, because Saving Private Ryan action, action sequences are fantastic. Oh, buddy. Right, the first scene is fan- oh, phenomenal. It's, 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 it's arguably the best scene that's ever been made as far as a war scene is concerned. Mm. Uh, and you even the f- Yeah, but a long time ago. Even the final fight scene is still terrific. But the, the stuff in the middle is eh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Ah, Which is surprising. Uh, random fun facts and extras. I've got quite a few. So do I. Yeah. All right, I have a feeling that we might have like similar ones, but uh, we'll, we'll find let, out. Let's smash them out. You start, Josie. Um, sadly, the rape scene that we were talking about earlier um, is an experience that uh, director and writer Oliver Stone actually witnessed when he was in Vietnam. So yeah, that was a, a personal thing That's that he wrote in. Fucked up. Um, I got this movie won four Oscars. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Sound, and Best Editing. Yeah, and it did deservedly. Fair. So we've spoken yeah. about this before about whether or not Oscars that are deserved, and yeah, yeah. Hat tip, in my opinion. Yeah, um, you know, I'll, I'll piggyback onto that. Um, Stone was the first Vietnam vet to direct a movie about the oh, Vietnam I did War. Hear that. Did you I just did. piggyback off your own comment? <laughs> I did. <Yeah. laughs> it's like, oh, I got another one. Um, yeah. Classes in the U.S. military show the character Lieutenant Wolf as an example of what not to do. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was really clever. That's cool. Uh, I think I've got that too. Yeah. Um. Uh, I've also got the uh, one that Josie said as well. Uh, Berenger and Defoe were both nominated for Best Supporting Oscar. Yep. So they were competing against, against each other again. for again. the same award and neither of them won it. If, if, if one of them had won it, the other, the other one should have come up with them. They should have started a fist fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, this is one of my favourite ones that I found out that um, Oliver Stone um, sent the first draft of uh, Platoon to Jim Morrison, the lead yeah, singer of The big. Doors, and then he was found with the script with him when um, he, he was found dead. Yeah, I've got it in there too. Uh, also, so Oliver Stone ended up making the movie The Doors. Yeah, um, after that. Yeah, yeah, with later. Val Kilmer. Yeah, Val Kilmer. Not a bad and movie. He it, actually does it really was well. Was it um, yeah. Kevin Dillon that was also Kevin Dillon, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, he plays um, uh, Christ, Robbie Krieger, I think. Hmm. Uh, anyway. Um, I also had um, Forrest Whitaker when he falls at the start. It was um, real and unintentional. You yeah. know, when they're going up the hill. Yeah. And yeah, he actually didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Uh, Emilio Estevez was offered the role as uh, offered the, uh, the, the part uh, – that it could be because Charlie declined. Oh. Because he, he thought it was too young. And then it actually, then the uh, production of the movie got halted. And then Charlie came around again and took it. Interesting. <laughs> wow, I feel like they keep fighting over. You're just between those yeah. two ones, they're fighting yeah. over roles. Um, movie was banned in Vietnam due to its uh, depiction of the Vietnamese. You know, it's interesting Vietnamese. you say that actually, because the Vietnamese actually aren't depicted all that much in this film. No. 
There's there's not a lot of depictions of them, and you, you could arguably say that yeah, you would even arguably say that in Good Morning Vietnam they're even depicted worse than that. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, because of the VC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I've got more jobs. You got any more? Uh, the last one I have is um Ra. I don't think we really talked about that character. Yeah. Um, the um what he was pulling out of that dead um soldier, you know, at the end oh, it, yeah, it looked yeah, like a heroin. tissue, but it was yeah. actually heroin. Heroin. Was, um, they, that was a common thing in Vietnam. Yeah, because they use it, the VC uses painkillers. Yeah, and it's part of the reason why the uh, so many of the, uh, the so many druggies. Yeah, there's so many druggies that came out of uh, Vietnam and Vietnam. Yeah, uh, Denzel Washington went for the role of Elias. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, and it would have been Oof. interesting to see him in it, but I can't I can't envisage anybody Defoe but so Defoe good. doing it. Yeah. So good. Still. At it. Um, Denzel, Denzel got his time down the line anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did it right for himself. Um, Stone is on record saying that Johnny Depp would become a huge star. Well, he nailed it. Aged well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the third biggest grossing movie of two, uh, 1986. Third? Third. What was above it? Number two was Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Oh, shit. Right? Aussie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yeah, Aussie represent. And number one, you ready for it? Yeah. Oh, no. Top Gun. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Right? I've been craving Top Gun recently. Watch it then. Okay. I just haven't. I've, I've been busy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you like Maverick? Yeah, like I'm. I Maverick love, was surprisingly good. I loved the, Maverick was I loved awesome. the second. Surprisingly good. Yeah, it that, ha, it had a lot of potential to be really bad. Oh and yeah, it was not going to be in between. No, they nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Nailed um, it. Kevin Dillon and Charlie Sheen pulled their money together to help the boy that made, they made dance help pay for his cataracts. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought that was so sweet. Yeah. 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 Um, I've got more. Do you want? Do please, you, please. Um, yeah. How much more are we talking? Here? I've only got two more. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. Do it. Uh, one more. Um, Keanu Reeves and John Cusack turned down the role of Chris. Oh. oh, okay. I could see. Honestly, I, I could uh, probably see them. Probably Cusack, yes. Keanu, no. See, I was the opposite. You, I well, you can see Cusack doing it. Or you can yes. see him turning it down. No, I can see Cusack doing it well. Keanu couldn't. See, have. I thought the other way. I thought Keanu could do a good one, but John Cusack. I no. love Keanu Reeves. He's not a good actor. <laughs> He's not. Well, it, Matthew Perry in his memoir says the same thing. Uh, John Cusack. Yeah. John Cusack has actually got some range. He's got chops. He's got, he's got chops indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, let's take a look at our collective scores and the internet's collective scores. What IMDb? Give this one, Lee. Uh, 8.1 from memory. Ooh, so it's 8.1, yeah, out of uh, out of 432,000. Okay, 8.1. Shit, all right. Um, all right, let's go around the room. Uh, Josephine Maybelline. I got four. I got a four as well. Wow. I think you're close to it as well, Lee, aren't you? I'm a 4.5. Yeah. Oh, shit. So that's... Hoy, that's a lot. Yeah, that's... that's gonna you got this, buddy. 12 and a half Yay. out of 15, which is what percent, Lee? Uh, so uh, IMDb have given it 81% or 8.1 out of 10 out of 432,000 uh, votes. Yeah. We have given it 83%. Nice. Ooh, good, good, Solid good. effort, everyone. Yeah, well yeah. done. Didn't uh, let the team down for once. Yep, and I don't regret flipping one bit. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, actually. Both of you had flips, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, hold up. I did not have a flip. <laughs> <laughs> I decided <laughs> before the pod. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, cool. We are, uh, yep, we have uh, pretty pretty solid opinions as the rest of the world goes. Uh, this movie is fantastic. If you um, haven't seen this movie before, why are you listening to this podcast? Uh, we've just ruined it because for you. Because they love our voices. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> and it's not as shit as they thought it was going to be. Exactly. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was feedback we got from one of our dear friends uh, who... <laughs> 
I listened to your pod. It's not as shit as I thought. Yeah. Dear yeah. friends is a stretch though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet he's still not listening to us. But anyway, we no. hope that you are listening and enjoyed this podcast about Platoon. This certainly is not only a window into time, but also a window into filmmaking and uh, just how good uh, it can be. Uh, great movie is Platoon. Check it out. If you haven't seen it in a long time, it's well worth a revisit too. Yeah, worth about every five years or so. As Lee says. Uh, but until then, we're on all forms of social media. Look us up. Twitter, I, I, I need to figure out a way to do eye rolls into a sound. <laughs> uh, yeah, go. that's a good one. Okay, yeah. I'll do that each time I eye roll. Okay, fair. I think our whole podcast is going to be filled with that. <laughs> I'll record you doing it and get it on a hot key. Yeah. You we just press the button yes. of you, you doing that. Thank you. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, 2 gag pod, 2-G-A-A-G pod uh, on the socials. Give us a follow, give us a like. Tell your friends as well and share the love. This has all been about Platoon. We do hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, until next time, though, thanks for listening. Uh, war as hell. Peace to everyone. Uh, my name is... <laughs> Adam. I'm Josie. And I'm Lee. Thank you for listening to Two Guys Girl and a movie podcast. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Yeah.